With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning and welcome to another segment of Positively People this morning. My guest is Jeremy Jakes. He's the Director of Partner Services for GPS Education Partners. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. So what is GPS Education Partners? Yeah, thanks for asking. So uh, we are a a nonprofit organization, a 503C, um, based here in the Milwaukee area, uh, around 40 employees or so. Uh, What we do is we provide a high school work-based learning experience for high school juniors and seniors primarily, um, who are um, more interested in technical careers. So things like manufacturing and the trades that maybe sometimes don't get as much focus and attention as the more traditional path to um, a, a career through college or things like that. And we take students who are um, in their high school, junior, senior year, provide them with, with a work-based experience and um, give them a lot of coaching and mentorship so that they can find a career path in their life. Wow. So how did uh, GPS Education Partners get started? Yeah, so it's uh, about 20 years old. We were founded out of industry. Uh, our original business partner was Generac Power Systems, which is a company that makes portable generators and other outdoor power equipment. They're based in Waukesha, but they have plants throughout the state of Wisconsin and even beyond Wisconsin. And around 20 years ago or so, um, Generac and specifically um, their COO at the time, Don Tabbitt, she had a vision for helping um, to kind of close the skills gap that was starting to develop at that time. And she she knew that there were young people who maybe a different path would have benefited them than maybe what traditional high school was providing for them. And she, as a leader within Generac, also knew that Generac had a lot of good opportunities for young people to explore the manufacturing career uh, area. And she did something about it. And she uh, always had a heart for philanthropy. And she knew Generac also you know, wanted to give back. So she, she opened up um, with, with her team the first GPS education center. Uh, so it originally was called the Generac program. And then over the years, it evolved into what it is today as a, a separate nonprofit entity from, from Generac. So fast forward 20 years from when it first started. Oh. Um, we're we're um, around the state now. So not just here in Milwaukee, but around the state. And we provide around 200 students or so um, a work-based learning experience. And then in the last few years, we've even expanded outside of the state of Wisconsin um, into the Chicago area, and Ohio, and even into Minnesota. So um, it's it's really cool to see how it's grown from those early years as a real small program to what it is today. Wow. So uh, GPS is an acronym for... Generac. Yeah, so it, it's interesting the the history um, on it. it. It's a little bit of uh, at least I believe the the way the story's been told to me um, is that's a little bit of Generac Power Systems, kind of a nod back okay. to Generac. Uh-huh. But more even more than that, it's also when you think of a GPS as in a GPS system, right. like in your car or on your phone, a navigation you know system. Our tagline is navigating student success. So the the name has two meanings really. It's it's both a navigation theme, but it also is a little bit of a play on our original founding business partner. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So what's your background mm-hmm. in this? Yeah, so um, my background's a mix of, of business and education, which is really what we do. We, we try to bridge the gap between, um, you know, school to work, essentially. So students traditionally have gone to school from the time they're, you know, pre-K up through high school, and then in some cases they go on to college. 
And then oftentimes, if they haven't had an opportunity to do an internship or something like that, it's kind of like, okay, now it's time to go to work. And, mm-hmm. and what we try to do is bridge that gap so that there's a little more of an experiential time period where students are starting to learn what it means to be in the workplace. So um, having a background in both education and in business, um, you know, we, we like to say that we can speak both languages, both right. educator speak and business speak, because okay. we have partners on both the education side and on the business side. Um, so that's that's really where I came from. I've been with the organization around five years. Okay. So tell me about work-based learning and some of the benefits for the students. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, work-based learning is, is a concept that's really been around for a long time, but sometimes people don't realize the, what it is. So uh, if you think back to even hundreds of years ago in the Middle Ages, when you think of an apprentice, uh, so an apprentice is somebody who learns under a master craftsman. So it could be, you know, a carpenter, it could be a baker, it could be, you know, any industry really would have these sorts of people who've been, you know, honing their craft for many, many years, and then they want to pass on that expertise to the next generation. So it's not a new concept, but it is a new concept in terms of kind of becoming a formal part of education for um, for young people. So really what it is in its, in its uh, most basic terms is it's a, an experience for people to learn in in a job setting. So, you know, traditionally when we think of learning, we often think of a formal school setting and we think of a classroom setting and a teacher at the front of the room and rows of students, you know, reading from a book or, you know, learning from a lecture from a teacher. In a work-based learning setting, that learning is transferred into the workplace so that you're learning on the job, you're starting to develop your skills in, in the job place. So it, it encompasses things such as apprenticeships, it could it could include internships, it could include even some things such as basic, um, you know, shadowing of a, of a, you know, an experienced employee to kind of learn what a job might be about so that you can start to explore as a young person, especially whether that career might be of interest to you or not. Hmm. So you talked a little bit about it earlier, but what is the skills gap? What mm-hmm. are we looking at there? Yeah. So the skills gap is really something that um, ha- has come about, especially within the last few decades, where increasingly what the the market needed in terms of employers needing certain skills and certain um, types of people to fill those skills and to fill those jobs wasn't being met by the the interest and the aptitude of people who were coming out of either formal education programs or coming out of high school whatever it might have been and there was a gap that started to exist and it started to grow and grow as as more and more um of this kind of supply and demand got out of balance. So there was all these great opportunities that employers had. And it's particularly, I would say, the, the largest, the gap is the largest in the technical field. So things like manufacturing and the trades and more hands-on types of fields. Mm-hmm. And what happened is over time, um, fewer and fewer young people in particular were were being interested in those careers, maybe because there was less of a focus on them or less attention given to them by educators or whoever it might have been. And then as the, the, that interest started to wane, the jobs were still there, the work still needed to be done, but there's this gap that existed. Um, so that's really what, what the skills gap is all about. Okay. So who are uh, partners and what do they do with you all? Yeah, so um, we're, we're really um, fortunate to work with a lot of partners on both the education and the business side um, of, of what we do. So on the education side, we work with around 40 school districts um, across the state of Wisconsin, as well as a handful outside of Wisconsin, as I mentioned before. Um, and But within Wisconsin here, heavily here in the Metro Milwaukee area. 
um, and they range from large public school districts such as Milwaukee Public Schools to smaller suburban school districts to even some rural school districts, um, even pri some private schools that we work with. Um, and they're, they're really um, schools and, and school districts that really want to provide this opportunity for young people that know that they have a population of students who would benefit from it. So they work with us to identify those students within their high schools that would benefit from this program. And they encourage them to apply for the program and then we, we kind of walk them through the process from there. Mm -hmm. On the business side, um, primarily our history has been in the manufacturing industry uh, since we were founded out of a manufacturer, Generac, as I mentioned before. Mm -hmm. um, we have around 80 um, manufacturers manufacturing business partners here in Wisconsin, as well as uh, several others in the kind of broader technical uh, trades area. Um, and again, they range kind of the whole gamut from small mom and pop shops, you know, 20, 30 employees, all the way to large international companies with thousands of employees. For those of you that are just joining us this morning on Positively People, I'm speaking with Jeremy Jakes. He's the Director of Partner Services at GPS Educational Partners. Um, can you describe the profile of a GPS education student? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I think I mentioned before, they're, they're generally juniors and seniors in high school. Mm -hmm. So from an age standpoint, they're juniors and seniors. Um, and they come to us really from a, a wide variety of backgrounds. Some of them are students who traditional high school um, maybe just isn't working fully for them. Mm -hmm. and, and they might benefit from something that's a little more applied, something that's a little more hands-on. Um, some of our students are just anxious to work. They want to make money. They want to, you know, kind of move on into the professional world. Mm -hmm. And they, they're attracted to to kind of becoming an adult. Um, right. Um, <laughs> some, some of them, um, you know, might have taken some of the tech ed classes that their high school offers them. Um, so they might have taken a, a woods class or a metals class, and that intrigued them. Um, they really range, um, um, I will say we have more male students than females, although we're working on getting more <laughs> girls in the program. Mm -hmm. uh, that's just kind of naturally just based on the industry that we work in. Mm -hmm. um, but they reflect the communities that they come from. So some of them uh, here in Milwaukee come from uh, the city of Milwaukee, from, from schools uh, within the city. Some of them come from the suburbs and they're, you know, from, from schools out in the suburbs. Um, and, and really the, the common denominator, though, across all of our students is that they have an interest in in doing something with their hands and and starting to work. Um, frankly, a lot of them are intrigued by the program because they're able to make money while they're in school. That, uh, that's a big draw for that's students. That's a big draw. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm a student. I'm accepted into mm -hmm. the program. What happens from there? Yeah. Great question. So uh, you start in the program on what we call the road to employability. That's essentially the first uh four to eight weeks or so of the program, so first couple months in the program, we're really trying to develop in the classroom setting. And we have we have our own instructors who provide the instruction in the classroom. Um, we're trying to provide during that first two, two months or so all of the general employability skills that employers are looking for. So basic things such as how do you shake someone's hand? How do you, um, how do you, how do you write a resume? How do you uh, show up to work on time? How do you have a good attitude? All those sorts of basic things that employers say, if only employees could do this, they'd be they'd be in really good shape. So mm -hmm. we, we develop a lot of that. Once you've um, demonstrated that you're employable as a student, then you would get placed with a business partner and you would become a youth apprentice at that business. So um, here in Milwaukee, uh, we have two education centers in the city of Milwaukee, one on the north side at uh, Stratech Security Company, which is um, on 33rd and Good Hope, mm -hmm. and then one on the south side, uh, just south of Miller Park at Lakeside Manufacturing. So as a student then, you would be going to school for around three hours of the day 
at this one of those manufacturing companies or a different one in you know in the suburbs if you live out in the suburbs mm -hmm. and you'd be spending three to four hours of your day in class learning your core academic science social studies math so you're as a student you're actually not going to your home high school you remain enrolled at your home high school you'll get your high school diploma from your home high school once you finish this program but in terms of your day-to-day -day schedule your three hours or so of, of the day, and for our juniors generally, that's first thing in the morning, 7.30 or so to 10.30, that's in class at a business setting. So it's a really immersed experience for the mm -hmm. students. Then the rest of the day, you work at your business placement that's been identified for you as a youth apprentice, um, learning the core skills of manufacturing or whatever trade that you're in, um, you know, uh, becoming a valued employee of that company. Um, and that's all a paid experience for our students. So they're getting paid for that that whole time. And that's generally for our juniors from roughly 10, 30, 11 until around 3 o'clock. Okay. And then after that point, you know, you're free just like your, your classmates at school would be at the end of the day to do extracurricular sports if you do that, to, um, you know, hang out with your friends, whatever it might be. So it's really that kind of 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. that looks a little different for our mm -hmm. students. So what's the short and long-term vision for uh, GPS Ed? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, we have a, a dream that, that every high school student should get some type of a work-based learning experience before they graduate high school. It's a pretty lofty goal, um, but you know, we believe so much in this value of having some experience where you're, you're, you're getting your feet wet within the work environment before you graduate high school. So in addition to this um, kind of full full-scale program that I just described where the students are going to the education center for part of the day and then going to work for part of the day, we're really starting to also work with schools and businesses a little bit differently. So in addition to those students who really want that full, full immersive experience, there are some students who they want to stay in their home high school. They're, they're doing well, you know, they're, they're liking things there, but they could use a little bit of a, I guess, a scaled down version of work-based learning. So mm -hmm. we're starting to develop, um, we have a really cool partnership with Barack Obama uh, School of Career and Technical Education mm -hmm. here in the city of Milwaukee, where we're starting to get um, high school freshmen actually exposed to manufacturing careers just through basic things like tours and shadowing experiences and projects where they're starting to you know use their hands and build things even in the classroom setting. So we're bringing our expertise into the schools to start to build that out as well. That's great. You know, I mean, going from a high school or school or even college into a, a work-based situation mm -hmm. can be a total culture shock. Yes, it can. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I, I think it's a, a great opportunity uh, for uh, young people to get involved with this. So how, um, tell us about your staff sure. and Absolutely. how they're involved mm -hmm. in everything. Yeah, so we're, we're a staff of around 40 employees or so. Um, around half of them would be um, true educators. So they're teachers um, or what we call work-based learning coordinators. So mm -hmm. most of our education centers that, that I described before have at least one teacher or instructor and then at least one work-based learning coordinator. So that's around half of our staff or so. Um, so those folks generally came from, um, it could have been a more traditional education background. Many of them were classroom teachers in either a public or private school setting, generally at the high school level. Uh, they could have been social studies teachers, science teachers, but they had an interest in um, working with students um, in more of this work-based setting. Um, so that that's kind of their their background. Then the other half or so of the the organization is 
um, folks who would work with, um, for example, my team works with all of our business and school partners. So mm-hmm. we're responsible for managing our partnerships. Uh, we're also responsible for recruiting all of our students from our high school partners. Uh, we have a team who does fundraising. So as a nonprofit organization, um, you know, fundraising is a very important part of what we do. So, you know, there's there's some folks who do that. Um, there's uh, there's obviously an office team that we have that that does you know HR and, and business office and things like that as well. So it's it's really I like to say it's it's a nice blend of folks who came from education and then some folks who came from business and then a lot of folks actually who have some experience in both of those worlds mm-hmm. and that's where I think we can help to to bridge that gap between education and the business world and between school and work because a lot of us have had experience on both sides of those fronts and can kind of speak that language. Okay, one one more question mm-hmm. before I get the do the uh, how can everybody get involved yeah. question. <laughs> so, do most of your students end up getting hired to the companies that they are, uh, are working with? Great question. Yeah, so we keep stats on on all of our outcomes from our students, and historically, around sixty percent or so of our students will get hired by by the company that they worked for throughout the course of the the program. The 40% that don't, in many cases, they make the decision that maybe this this industry might not be right for them and they might want to do something else, which is great because sometimes learning what you don't want to do is, is just it's, as important. Yeah, as learning <laughs> what you do exactly. want to do. Right. Okay, exactly. that's, a, that's a nice average, 60%. Mm-hmm. So how do students, businesses, schools, or funders get involved with GPS Ed. Yeah, absolutely. So um, our website is, is awesome. I encourage you to check out gpsed.org. Um, there's lots of information for all of those uh, groups that you mentioned before. If you're a prospective student, um, you can apply right on the website. Uh, we would also encourage you to talk to your counselors. All of our school partners in particular are real familiar with the program, so your counselors would be um, real aware. Um, businesses who are interested in joining, again, a good place to start is the website. We have a, a number of links that you can click on to you know, send a, a quick note to us, and we'll get back to you and, and have a conversation. Uh, we're always looking for more businesses to, to join the program. Um, it's a... I like to say it's it's both a um, there's a business reason for a business to do it in terms mm-hmm. of you're trying to find you know future talent to to help you grow and to help you you know build your product or whatever it is you do. But there's also an element of philanthropy or you know this is a good thing to do for the community. So our our healthiest business partners are the ones who um, they do it for a mix of both um, you know concrete business results reasons, but also we know that this is good for the future of, of our industry, of young people, of the community that we that we serve in. So, okay. um, and then same with schools, you know, check out the website. Uh, and funders, certainly, you know, we're always looking for, for more people who are passionate about this type of work, who want to want to give back. Um, and, uh, you know, we're looking for, for funders and for volunteers, really anybody who would like to get involved, there's always room for, for more to, to join the cause. Okay, great. Well, uh, let's get your web address. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so uh, gpsed.org is the website. gpsed.org. Jake, I want to thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining me for another edition of Positively People. If you like my podcast, please feel free to listen to even more. Just download our free iHeartRadio app. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.